You are listening to a message from the Living Word community in Center City, Philadelphia. We are followers of Jesus Christ, called to love God and love people, to share Jesus and help people experience true life change that can only come from knowing Him. We hope that you enjoy this message today. I'll do my best, I guess, or not do my worst. Is that? I don't know. Or less. <laughs> or more. I don't know. How's everyone doing? Amen. Amen. God is good. And uh, it's good to be here. I'm glad to be here. Glad to, uh, uh, yeah. I just love standing in front of everybody and preaching, right? <laughs> My favorite th- thing to do in all the world. But it is what God's called. So here we are. So let's pray real quick. Dear Lord, we just come before you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for, Lord, just how amazing you are. And Lord, we just, uh, just thank you for today. We thank you that we can come and we can worship you together, Lord God. Um, worship you with the music, Lord God. Worship you in the prayer, Lord God. Worship you in the study of your word, Lord Jesus. So Lord, we just, uh, give, this, I just give this time over to you. In your precious name, amen. Amen. All right. So life, right? Life is filled with choices. How many people know that? Tons of choices. In fact, you had to make a choice this morning, you know, you know, to come in here, to get dressed, to, to, to go to church, and, and then to, uh, to, to, to decide to go to church, but also to follow through with that, right? <laughs> I mean, you could have said, oh, I'm going to get up and go to church and then not do it, right? So you made a choice to do that. And uh, to get in your car to come and, uh, or get on a train and come. And there are other choices as well, like, you know, when to get up that you made this morning, when to get up, whether not to take a shower. And for most of you, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you took showers. Showers are good. And yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, you had to make a choice of, you know, what to wear and what to eat. You know, what, get the kids together if you have children. You know, what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat. You know, so many different choices, and, you know, and, uh, and then you had to, to trust the Lord to come and, and listen to his word, to come and worship him in the congregation uh, with, uh, with fellow believers. You know, and each day we're confronted with choices. We're confronted with so many choices, you know, and some have little impact, while others have significant, you know, impact on our lives, right? It can change our lives, the course of our lives forever, you know, and it's said that the average person uh, makes about 750,000 decisions, you know, in a lifetime, which is a lot of, you know, I would think it'd be more, but, but even 750,000, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot, you know, in their lifetime. So, so we're, we're accustomed to making choices every day, you know, and the more choices we have, the better we like it, right? You know, all the different channels we have that has not, have nothing on, you know, when we, when we turn on the TV. And, uh, you know, all those things. We, we like to have so many choices. But there, you know, there are limits. There are limits to the choices because, you know, and it's evident when you look, at, look up and down the, the, the supermarket aisle. When you go to the supermarket, right, just think about all the choices that you have when you go to the supermarket nowadays. You know, first you have the cereal aisle, which is probably my favorite from when I was a kid. You know, I love cereal. 
Yeah, way too much, way too much cereal in my lifetime. But yeah, way too much cereal. But they're like 50 different types of cereal, right? Probably more. You know, and each type has at least two different manufacturers making that type of cereal, right? So you have to choose from, from there. You know, and then there's toothpaste, right? Toothpaste, years ago, we had to choose between like Crest and Colgate, right? And now there are like 15 major manufacturers with each, you know, making multiple types of, uh, of toothpaste, you know, extra whitening, you know, tartar control, complete care, baking soda, gel, uh, paste, gel and paste together, um, antibacterial uh, flavored toothpaste with, for sensitive teeth. And then there's a different, you know, sizes and shapes of the, contain uh, the containers that they come in, you know, and that's just one brand, right? Like Colgate has all that, but there are like so many different kinds, you know, and, and shampoo, right? <laughs> shampoo is funny because in my house, I don't know how many types of shampoo we have in our house, you know, but, you know, with shampoo, there's like botanical this, you know, an herbal that, citrus enhanced, salon quality, extra body, maximum shine, you know, increased volume. There's one for dry hair. There's one for dandruff. There's one for gray hair, you know, one for dyed hair. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I, I just like, you know, whatever, you know, works. That's for me. I mean, I don't really use that much shampoo because, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not bald, but I, I, I cut my hair low, so I, I don't have to worry about it too much. Um, but then you have, like, cold remedies, things like that. You know, one relieves headaches, but one does not, but it doesn't do congestion. You know, one relieves congestion, but does nothing for the, for the sinus pressure or headaches. You know, then there are the, the, the one that does six different things, but not the one that you really wanted, wanted to, to work on. You know, this is what we go through every day. There's so many different choices. And by the time we finish looking at all those different options, especially with the, with the um, cold medicine, you know, your cold's gone, right? <laughs> everything is gone, no problem. Everything is, everything is done. You know, everything involves choices. You know, going out to dinner, you know, so many different choices, so many different restaurants, types of restaurants, barbecue, Asian, there's like whatever, American, whatever, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to go. You know, and today we have our lunch after, uh, after the service today, and I can just imagine how many different types of food we'll have to choose from today. You know, in fact, we live in, a, in an age of choices, it, but the most critical choice we can ever possibly make it's about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. That's the most critical choice we can make because this choice is what determines our eternal de destiny, right? That choice determines our eternal destiny. And this is the choice that Jesus is asking us to make, right? So, you know, it talks in, in we've been reading um, Matthew, and we've been reading the Sermon on the Mount. And we get to this today, we're supposed to read chapter 7. In chapter 7, it talks, Jesus talks about which road will you take. He talks about which road will you take. Will you take the wide and flashy way that leads to destruction? Or will we take the less noticeable and more unremarkable way that leads to everlasting life? No, this is a choice that's, that's before each and every one of us. Or shall I say, before each and every person on earth. And that's right. 
That's right, I said it. There's only one way to heaven and eternal life with God. There's only one way. You know, there aren't multiple uh, various ways that the world and religion will, will continue to tell you. There isn't. Instead, there's just one way, and it's the narrow way. But, but at the same time, there's only one way to hell, right? And that's the wide and accommodating. And it, it's that, that way is wide and accommodating, and it will allow about just about anything and everyone on it. And when we, when we look in uh, chapter 7, starting in verse, seven to verse 13, I'm sorry, Jesus said it like this. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only few will find it. So let's take a moment and look at both these ways so we can determine which path we're on, right? We need to determine which path we're on. So the wide way. You start with the wide way. You know, entering the wide way takes little or no thought at all. It's an attractive way. And it seems like everyone's traveling on it. You know, from Hollywood to the courts of law, you know, it's the road that leads, uh, it's, it's, at least where all the action is. That's this road, the wide road. You know, because it's the way of the world. And because it's the way of the world, nothing hinders, you know, either our entrance onto it or our travel on it. Nothing hinders our travel on this road. You know, Jesus says that there, there are many people on this road. And, that, and that's because people tend to, to go where everyone else is going, Right? And that's because they think that these other people know something that they don't. Or they know that they know uh, what they're doing. Or know something. I don't know what it is. Because uh, have you ever found yourself at, like, uh, following, a, following a crowd um, uh, rather than asking directions? You know? You're at Dorney Park or, or Disney World or, or if you're Tim Sharp, you're at uh, Six Flags, right? <laughs> and you, and you, uh, you just followed everyone else sometimes and ended up on the opposite part of the, of the park that you, opposite of where you wanted to go, you know? It's a, a place where you never really wanted to be in the first place, you know? And if you're at these parks, these walkways are always, always wide because they need to accommodate a lot of people. They need to hold a lot of people. You know, this path Jesus is referring to uh, is wide because uh, it accommodates the masses. It accommodates the masses. It's also wide, uh, so wide that we can carry as much baggage and goodies as we want. We can carry everything on it. You know, it's a wide path because it allows us to keep all the junk from the past without having to deal with it. We get to carry everything with us. We can just attach it to our backs and just continue on our way, right? So it makes it so easy. Is why so that people who, who travel on it aren't inconvenienced along the way. That's why there, there's so many lanes, right? And, and, and the, people can travel on, the people can travel on any lane they want to, and there's so many of them. You know, there's the, sus, the substance abuse lane, the pride lane, the, the lane of materialism, you know, and the sexual sin lane. You know, there's the lane of, of hate and anger, and, and the lane of bitterness, the lane of compromise, Right? You know? 
in the lane of unforgiveness. And there's even a passing lane, right? You know, all the religions of the world that tells you, okay, you can go this way or that way. You can go around. You know, you can get to heaven any way you want to go. And, all the, and the amount of lanes continue to expand as they're needed. They continue to expand. And while there's so many, while there's so many lanes, and, and while it's easy to travel upon, you know, Solomon, the wisest of all men, you know, pretty much has ever lived, tells us that the, all these lanes have just one ending. You know, in Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. Proverbs 14, 12. And this is like way before Jesus. Now, the obvious question is, why is this path so more widely accepted in travel? The answer is because it's a way that that has no rules or restraints, right? There are no rules. There are no restraints. You know, no rules, just right, right? Then the commercial, you know, that's a slogan from somewhere. I don't know what it, was, what it is, but yeah, I hear it on the commercial somewhere. But uh, it's the way where everyone can do what is right in their own, on their own site. That's what it is. Some call it the road of per- permissiveness, right? Because this wide, it's, 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 it's wide way allows you to believe and do anything you want. You can do anything you want. You can believe anything you want. It's a road that, you know, has no curves, no, no restrictions, no warning signs. You know, you see, the, the wide way is, is, is the way of fallen humanity. That's what it is. And when you look back at history, most, injust, most of the injustices we have, that have occurred has been because of unchecked majority rule. You know, the majority crucified Christ, right? They were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. The majority burned Christians at the stake. Majority, you know, established slavery. The majority laughed when they said that the that the that the world was round, right? Although there are some people nowadays that still believe that it's flat, you know, which I don't understand. But you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, but the 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 wide way is not only the path that most people are on, but it's also the path that most people will encourage you to take. You know, and if you choose not to. You know, they'll ridicule and hate you because you're not choosing the same way that they're going. You know, so, so just so you know, the majority isn't always right, right? Even if 99% of the people tell you that, that's, that this is the way and the Bible says differently, then God <laughs> in his word is the way to go. Just want to let you guys know that. If you didn't know that. I hope you did, though. I hope you did know that. You know, the majority chooses a wide way because they don't have to give up anything, you know, including the belief structure that they've accepted as, you know, from majority rule. And that belief, stru- and that belief structure is that, you know, all someone needs to be is good enough. You just have to be good enough to get to heaven. And that all religions and pathways are pathways to God. This is the way of the world. And the way of the world is lit. This way, you know, is lit with some pretty bright lights. It's lit with pretty bright lights. The problem is that these lights end up blinding people from the truth. And that's because they don't, they don't light the way for the people to follow. They, rather, they, they, they're, they're pointed right at you. 
right? And you can't see where you're going. You can't see where you're going. So it blinds the traveler from getting, getting from, from the off-ramp to the narrow road. It blinds us. It blinds us to that road that leads to eternal life and to heaven. That's what it does. You know, there's a story about a, how uh, after a Sunday morning service, a church member came up to the pastor and, and said that the devil never, bo- never bothers him. He said, the, the devil never bothers me, you know. You know, that he can do whatever he wants, and the devil just leaves him alone. You know, and the pastor said, he said, you know what? Two people traveling down the same road rarely ever collide. It's hard to collide with somebody that you're traveling next to, you know, unless you, like, swerve or do whatever. But, yeah, you hardly ever collide with somebody who's going down the same road. And that's how many people, you know, that's why that's how many people are, are, are ready to accept heaven, you know, as humanity's ultimate destination, but at the same time completely reject the concept of hell. You know, everybody goes to heaven, even the dogs, right? There's a movie about that. You know, but everybody goes to heaven. I mean, do we really want to trust our eternal destiny on, uh, you know, on others or, or on other people or on the word of God? We need to trust the word of God. And just for the record, the Bible always has been proven, proven true, right? While humanity's truths are constantly changing. Humanity's truths are constantly changing. You know, humanity's truths are more like a bunch of, uh, of facts that have never been properly vetted, you know, or substantiated. You know, and therefore, they have no basis uh, by, which, uh, by, by, by which truth can be established. That's humanity for you. But now we get to the narrow way, right? Jesus talks about the narrow way. Initially, you know, the narrow way isn't seen by most. Jesus said there are few who find it. Jesus said there's few people that find the narrow way. In other words, unlike the wide way, which is basically the default way of humanity, the narrow way must be sought out. You know, it's like when we say, you know, there's got to be more to life than this, right? There's got to be something more to this than this, than what's going on in my life right now. And you search out the narrow way. The fact is that the narrow way means that there's no room to take all the baggage of your past and of the world. You can't take it with you. You know, the Bible says, you know, when we, when we come into that, that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we're, we're new creations. We're new people. You know, the only thing allowed on this road, because it's so narrow, is our cross. Right? Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. That's Luke 9, 23. You must take up your cross daily and follow him. There's no room for chasing after the world and its pleasures. There's no room for an uh, unfor- unforgiving spirit, for an unforgiving spirit or, or, or self-righteousness. You know, and the, way, and the way isn't easy either. It's not easy. But Jesus tells us to strive for it anyway, to go for it anyway. And that's because it's, it's, it's the way to eternal life. Do we have dreams? Yes, we have dreams. Do we have desires? Yes. We do, right? 
the Lord says that he'll, if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give them to us. That's what he says. You know, but are your dreams about for him? Are your dreams about his glory? Or are they about your selfish gain? What are, what are your dreams? What are your desires? Is it all about you? Or is it all about glorifying God? And it's, it's, but it's not easy following that narrow way. It's not. It's hard to turn the other cheek when someone else does wrong, does us wrong. It's hard to do that. It's hard to love those who hate us, who hate your guts, right? It's very hard to do that. It's hard to, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to, to not judge or, for, you know, not judge somebody or, or forgive others uh, over the wrongs that they have done. It's very difficult to do those things. And so the narrow road isn't easy, but it's essential if you want to spend eternity with God in heaven. It's essential. You know, the Bible says, you know, in Acts 14, it says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Got to go through a lot of hardships, you know. And so while the world promotes all these different ways to, to get to God and, and you know, and things like that, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There's only one way, and Jesus tells us that way. In John 14, 6, he says, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. So there aren't, there, there aren't all these different ways to God. There's only one, and that's Jesus. That's the only way. Yes, the narrow way is hard. It's difficult. It has, you know, and its boundaries are clearly marked out in God's word. It's clearly marked out in God's word. But still, it's, it's a way that we must seek out and strive after, you know, because it leads to eternal life. Amen? So one time, you know, when, when everyone left, you know, after Jesus' Jesus's particularly, you know, hard teaching, one of his hard, one of his hard teachings, because he had a bunch of them, right? A bunch of hard teachings. You know, Jesus asked the 12, you know, why didn't you leave as well? Why didn't you leave? And Peter says something that has kept me through some pretty rough times. You know, in John six sixty eight, Peter goes, you know, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where are you going to go? Jesus has the words of eternal life. You know, yes, it's hard. But, but where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Jesus is the narrow gate in the narrow way. And whoever travels down this road, travels down that road, will be saved. And not only will they have a, a more abundant life here on earth, it will lead them to eternity with God, you know, when this life is over. You know, Jesus said in, in John 10, he goes, I'm the gate. Whoever's entered through me will be saved. You know, they will come in and go out and find pleasure, pasture, sorry. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 9 through 10. 
He's come that we might have life and have it to the full. He's the gate. And anyone who comes through that gate will be saved. That's what Jesus said. Now, there are some that say, you know what? The way is too narrow. It's too narrow, too restrictive. But the reason is because the narrow, <laughs> the narrow gate does not allow all the philosophies and teachings of the world. It doesn't allow that. You might say the way is narrow because, you know, it, it's only one person wide. And that person is Jesus. It's only one person wide. You know, now, the, the, the reason why there's only few that, that find and walk on this narrow road is because so many people are satisfied with less. People are satisfied with, with less of a life, you know, that, that, that they're satisfied with this life that they're presently living. When will they find the road and, and start walking on it? It's when they become dissatisfied with life, right? It's when they learn that they need Jesus Christ. It's when they learn the world has nothing compared to, to the life found in Jesus. It's not until they, they realize that the life, you know, of the, that the life of this world only offers, what the, what the life of this world only offers is death. It only offers death. But know this, when we travel on a narrow road the cross, with the cross in hand, with our cross in hand, you know, we don't walk alone. We don't walk alone. First, there's, you know, there are other believers to encourage us along the way. We have this community of believers here. You know, we have friends that are, that are believers, and they encourage us, and we encourage them along the way. Amen? Right? Okay. All right. But, you know, but more importantly, we have Jesus Christ walking with us. He's walking next to us. And, you know, in the really difficult sections, you know, on the road, Jesus, you know, stops walking next to us and starts to carry us as we go. As we go through those, th the, through, go through those rough, rough times. You know, but there are two types of travelers, right, on this road. Many is a word used to describe those who enter by the wide gate, you know, and journey upon the broad path. And, it's, and the reason's obvious. We talked about it before. They can, you know, take all their stuff with them, take all their junk with them. There's a many travelers, you know, and, you know, it's a path where, where no thought or consciousness is, consciousness is needed. You know, the path where people can, can make up their own rules and justify the way they live their lifestyles, their, their life, justify their life and their lifestyles, the things that they do. You know, they believe that they can uh, live like hell, right, and still go to heaven. Right? You heard, heard that term before. You know, but, but this sort of, of thinking only leads to death and destruction. Now, few, right, few is the word that's used to describe those on a narrow path. Two types of people, many and few, right? However, when you tell people that Jesus is the only way, the, the truth and the life, the, and the only doorway <laughs> that someone must enter in order to walk upon this path that you know, leads to heaven, you know, people become angry. They get angry. You know, they, in, in, you know, they, they have a serious problem with that. They say, no, there's no, there's no way that could be the only way to go. The truth, you know, is not predicated on what, how many people believe it, right? 
And it doesn't need to be updated to fit society's sensibilities. It doesn't, you know. God's word, the Bible, you know, was true in the beginning. It's true today. It'll be true tomorrow. It will be true tomorrow. You know, another thing about truth, though, is, you know, the truth is not restrictive, is as, is as restrictive as many people might think. In fact, the truth is liberating. It is liberating. You know, Jesus said in, in John 8, he says, 831, he says, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It will set you free. Life is all about choices, right? We all have the freedom to choose. And please understand that God, you know, never chooses anyone to travel on the wide way that leads to destruction and leads to hell. No, we choose it, right? We choose it. God never made hell for humanity. You know, rather hell was created for Satan and the fallen angels. That's what it says in Matthew 25. You know, and so God gives us a choice. He gives us a choice. And he's always, you know, that's always been the way of God, to give us a choice. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, I'm going to go back to the Old Testament, right? Dave's favorite part. And uh, it says, this day, in 3019, it says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witness, witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that, you and your, so that you and your children may live. God tells us that we have a choice to make, a choice between life and death, between heaven and hell, you know, between blessing or curse. You know, but, but he strongly encouraged life and blessing, which comes through life through a life of obedience. You know, obedience to God and obedience to his word. That's what we need to do. You know, upon, you know, entering the promised land, Joshua told his, uh, you know, told the people to choose whom they were going to serve. Right? He said, choose who you're going to serve, no matter what else, else anyone else decided. He said that, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But they had a choice of what they were going to do. You know, we're all at this crossroads of faith because the narrow way is a choice we have to make every day. Every day we make this choice. Remember what Jesus said about picking up our crosses every day, daily, and following him. That's what he says. Most of us have things that we hold, that, that, that we hold dear, right, that are so near and dear to our hearts. Things like sinful pleasures, Right? lusts act, or activities that may or may not be sinful, right? But there are things that we don't want to give up. Things that we don't want to give up. You know, losing them is difficult, you know, but keeping them prevents us from entering through the narrow gate and traveling upon the narrow road and entering into eternity with Jesus. It does. You know, the wide road leads to destruction. You know, the narrow road leads to, to heaven. You know, our eternal destination is at stake. It's at stake. We have all these choices to make. Though there really there's only two choices, right? 
you know, but until in life in general, there's so many choices. But in the words of uh, the Knights Templar in Indiana Jones in the Temple in the, in the Last Crusade, we need to choose wisely. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just come before you. We just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for um, your word. We thank you, Lord God, that you make a way, Lord God. As we were singing before, Lord, you are the way maker. You are the way maker. You made a way that we can get to heaven. You made a way to, to be with you, Lord. We, you made a way for us to um, be with you and the Father. So, Lord God, I just ask, Lord, that you would help us every day, Lord, to, to take up our cross, Lord, and follow you. To step out on that, on that narrow path. And not be blinded, Lord, by the things of this world. The lights and glitz of, uh, uh, of this world that, that, that keep us, you know, from seeing where we're going, what we're doing. So, Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you would um, continue to, 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 to change us, Lord God, to, uh, to, to draw us closer to you and draw us on that path, Lord, as we follow on that way, Lord God, that narrow way, that narrow path, Lord God, to you. In Jesus' name, amen.